Hey, Bill. Hey, how are you doing this morning? How's it going? Doing great. We were just talking about, and it, uh, are you are you somebody who like? I don't like dressing as an adult. I don't like dressing up for Halloween. Are you somebody who does or doesn't? Uh, depends on the occasion. That that occasion uh, fit it. So, so yeah, I don't think was... I'll be dressing. I don't think I'm going to be dressing up tonight. We got a lot of work to do here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I mean, uh, I, you know. On to next week, no time to dress up. Um, congratulations on the win, which was uh, one of... But when Randy, but when Randy throws a Halloween party on the bye week, that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good costume. Yeah. Very well done. You should see Wiggy this morning. But uh, mostly before the game yesterday. Who dressed up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, some, a couple guys dressed up for the game yesterday. Yeah, I'm dressed up as uh, Randy Savage. I'm, I'm called the Nacho Man, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a voice and everything. Nacho Man. Yeah, Wiggy's just, don't be thrown off. Wiggy's going to ask all his questions <laughs> in the Randy Macho Man Savage voice. That won't throw you off, will it, Bill? No, I think I'll be able to handle it. Okay. Um, so, uh, as I started to say, uh, congratulations. One of uh, win that was one of significance for you personally. We saw you and Mr. Kraft uh, embrace after after that game. Do you ever think about how uh, things might have gone differently if you were uh, if you did not escape the Meadowlands? Yeah, absolutely. Um, sure. Yeah, I've talked about that many times, and uh, you know, appreciate the opportunity to to coach New England Patriots. Absolutely, Bill. One of the things that I think yesterday that the, your team obviously did a great job of, and did it last year uh, against the Jets, was being able to kind of throw some different things at Zach Wilson in that offense, creating the turnovers. Uh, what were some of the things that maybe led up to? Um, being able to have your team do what they did was was go out there and create these turnovers that you know ultimately help you win the football game. Well, I think it was a combination of um, some good coverage disguises from linebackers in the secondary, and and uh, we had pretty good pass rush, and we were able to put some um, pressure on Wilson, and you know, make him throw under duress at times, and. And, um, you know, our secondary did a good job of that plaster in the receivers and, and having awareness in the passing game and not um, coming out of coverage too quickly to you know, force the quarterback, but to stay back and, and play the pass first. So I thought they, you know, just, again, it just comes down to team defense like it always does. The pass rush, the coverage, all working together and playing good team defense, and that was, um, you know, we had some good opportunities and, and took advantage of them and, you know, caught the ball and, and made the turnovers. A couple of tough catches there, especially Devin's on the sideline. Um, you know, staying in bounds, that was, that was a really heck of a catch. But as you know, we get a lot of times those DBs drop those interceptions and, and, uh, why they play defense. But, um, <laughs> we did a good job of, you know, concentrating and finishing on the play and plays and, uh, you know, great. Great place by Devin. Bill, both Mac and Ramondre talked about extra work that a group of them put in this past week. Uh, was that something from the coaches or something that they took upon themselves to get done? Oh, I think both. I think, 
everybody really try to uh, put a little more into everything. Um, you know, after our performance last week, and um, we were able to we were able to perform a little better. So we'll keep there trying to do that. Just keep trying to work hard at the things we can improve on, and, and see if we can get them better. When 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 you think about some of these football games, Bill, I think a lot of people they might not understand how difficult it is to play on the road and come away with a victory. Can you kind of talk a little bit about the difficulties of playing in a hostile environment and then being able to go out and, you know, obviously win a game on the road, what makes it so difficult and some of the challenges? Well, biggest challenge is playing a good football team. And, uh, you know, Jets have won four straight and, and uh, they're, they're playing extremely well, you know, top of the league in defense and, and on special teams. And, um, you know, has had a lot of explosive players on offense that, you know, been hitting, hitting a lot of big plays for him. So, you know, the toughest thing is playing, playing a good team, no matter where you're playing. And Jets are extremely well coached. Um, they obviously gave us some problems, you know, defensively and in the kicking game. I thought we, you know, try to stand up to them there, but it's, it's a good football team. And that's, that's what you see every week. There's a lot of, you know, every team has good players. Every team has good coaches. Every team, you know, has good game plans. And so there's no, there's no, no breathers in this league. It's got to be ready to go every week. So, you know, on the road, you, you know, offensively you deal with some, in the kicking game, you deal with, you know, some crowd noise and, and some energy from the stadium. You have to you know, bring your own, create your own there, but you know, we've certainly played enough games on the road that there's it's not a new experience, but it's, it's a challenging one. A great team win, but but for individuals, Matthew Slater and Devin McCourty, I know you gave uh, Matthew the game ball uh, after the game, and then for McCourty, the most interceptions for an active player. Uh, what do those two guys mean for you both on the field, but more specifically in the locker room with, with a younger team? Yeah, those two guys are, are fantastic leaders. They're right up there at the top of you know, the best I've ever had. Um, on and off the field, they're, you know, unselfish, put the team first, do the right thing, work work harder than anybody else, um, do whatever you ask them to do. I mean, you just, you just can't ask for any more than that. And then they're tough and dependable and show up every day, show up every week, show up every year, um, you know, ready to go and, and in top condition and, and, as well prepared as they can possibly be. So it's, it's really a, a privilege for me to, to coach coach guys like that. And uh, as I said, I, I put them right up to the top of leadership, um, performance, consistency, discipline, toughness of, you know, of anybody I've coached. Speaking of Devin, he was on this show Friday and we asked him uh, about Mac Jones getting booed in that first quarter against the Bears. And he said as fans that were sometimes spoiled here. I know I know you ignore the noise, but did that surprise you Monday night? I was really focused on the game yesterday. And, um, Jets booed all of us. I mean, <laughs> the stadium. 
they booed me about six times walking out on the field, walking in after pregame, walking back to the start of the game, walking in at halftime, walking back. I mean, <laughs> there, there were some Patriot fans there. We had a good crowd, um, but yeah, they booed me in the parking lot. They booed me in, you know, I got booed all day. So that's what it's like on the road. Uh-huh. Oh, but, that, but this is at home. I, mean, I, guess, like- I guess that's a good thing. If they were cheering for you on the road, they're probably happy to see you. Yeah. All right. If you want that. Bill. Don't worry about it. Bill, when, <laughs> when you're able to now look at the film and kind of go over some things, and, you know, one of the areas where obviously you guys struggled was the uh, third down efficiency. What do you think was the biggest problem for you guys that led to uh, the, the kind of poor performance that you guys had on third down? Well, our third downs in the first half were pretty competitive there, especially we had a couple longer yardage situations. Um, you know, didn't didn't do as well in the second half. Again, you know, going up against a good defense, good pass rush. Um, you know, we just got to coach and and play a little bit better in those situations. Um, and obviously, first and second down have a lot to do with third down. So, uh, you know, you're like we were in the third quarter, fourth quarter there, you know, third and 10, third and 11, third and 21. Um, you know, it's hard to, you know, hard to convert those. Um, fourth and one, that was a big conversion for us, obviously. Um, so, but we got to do a better job on early downs and then stay out of longer yardage situations and then, you know, work on our, you know, overall our execution. So, Starts with coaching, and you know, as a team, we need to continue to work on that. Bill, nine straight games for with an interception for Mac Jones, three touchdowns, seven interceptions this season. What's causing those uh, mistakes uh, that seem to be repeating themselves week after week? Well, the interception yesterday, he got hit as he was throwing the ball. I mean, half blocking be better. That would help. Well, he also had a pick six and had a pretty flimsy roughing call that brought it back and had an interception that was dropped by a linebacker as well. Yeah, so again, a lot of that's just team execution. Um, you know, combination of the play, the coverage, the route, the adjustment, and so forth. Um, you know, it's a combination of things. Certainly not all on one player. And, and collectively, we just have to you know, do a better job of you know, an overall team execution. So that includes everybody on offense, coaches, players, offensive line, receivers, quarterbacks, decision-making, you name it. Bill, when you look at the, the game yesterday, it, the red zone, What when you start to look at some of the areas of cleaning up, obviously you've talked about red zone before, what do you feel like you guys need to do as a coaching staff to be able to come away with touchdowns rather than field goals that you think might – you can change and maybe make a difference moving forward. Well, it's every area of the field. It's really the same thing. Just keep moving forward, eliminate the negative plays. Once you have those negative plays in a drive, that really decreases your opportunities to score and you lose yardage and, and you, and you subtract it down. So it just makes it that much tougher. So, 
you know, do a better job of having more positive plays or having fewer negative plays, however you want to look at it. And you know, again, that's collectively all of us. I feel like the definition of insanity is asking a question that you know you won't get an answer to, but I'll but I'll but, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> um Trade deadline is Tuesday, and and Wiggy says in this league you're either a buyer or a seller. Uh, which which are you right now, Bill? You know, I, I'm sure there are conversations uh, that are, you know, are taking place, have taken place, whatever. Um, you know, at this time of year, as a head coach, I, I don't. I can't speak for the other 31 coaches, but I don't think there's too many of us that are actively involved in, in trade conversations. Um, most of that's done on the personnel end. And then if there's something that's, you know, maybe uh, applicable, then, then the conversation would come our way. But, you know, I've been focused on the Bears and then certainly with a Monday night game, a short week on the Jets. Um, all my attention and, and concentration has been on you know, trying to prepare for the Jets. And people in our personnel department, you know, headed by Matt Grove, whatever conversations there are to be had um, with other teams, then they're, they're had on their their those conversations are on that level and if something comes up then you know then he would bring it to me and we would we would talk about it and you know discuss it with our personnel department with ownership and you know whatever else was relevant so that's really how i would say generally the process works at this time of year it's it's a lot different than what it is at the end of the training camp when Every team is cutting their roster down, and there's a bye week between the last preseason game and the start of the regular season, and there's more, um, let's say, time and scrutiny put into all those roster decisions. Um, you know, it's just a little bit different now. So unless, yeah, every situation is different, but that's that's generally the way it works. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes down. If anything, I have no idea. Um, I'm not sure about the buying and selling part of it. I mean, I don't know how many trades Wiggy's made, but <laughs> I think it. I think the bottom line is it takes two teams to trade, and so you know, unless you have two teams that are one willing to give up a player and another team willing to accept the player, however that goes, then really isn't much to talk about. So usually when you make a trade, the idea is it helps both teams. Um, both teams want what they get and are willing to give up what they have to give up. And that's, that's how trades work. So usually one team gains, you know, like, well, why would, why would one team get a big advantage over another team? Why would the other team make the trade? I mean, it just doesn't really make sense. So there's a reason why teams trade one way or the other getting or giving however happens to go, but you're getting something in return. If you give up something, whatever that is, you go player, you get draft picks or another player, you give up, um, you get something, you had to give up something to get them. So if it helps both teams and it works, then, then the two teams will 
you know, there's a conversation to be had if they can agree on the on the compensation. But again, all those things take time. They take there's a process and so forth. And again, really, um, I wouldn't be part of that process, generally speaking, unless it was some type of you know, say unusual situation. I wouldn't be part of that process until it had gotten fairly far down the road. So, all right, there you go. <laughs> that was, I mean, so, sometimes I feel like you're clock managing the interview. <laughs> Does ahead, a good job ahead. at it. Go ahead. Uh, with Devonte Parker, is oh, there? You didn't want me to answer the question, and I call that by the way you asked it. So, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just kidding. You know, want to answer? I get going. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's why we're simpatico. Um, when it comes to Devonte Parker, is there any any update on his injury? Um, no, there isn't. Bill, one of one of the things that I noticed yesterday, and they did a lot of talking about this on the broadcast, and I, you know, I, I love to get your insight on defensive players, is uh, Quinn and Williams, and you know, obviously talented kid, seen played at Alabama. What makes him such a difficult player to defend when you look at him as a defensive tackle? Well, he's got really good size. Uh, he's powerful and explosive. He's quick, um, and he runs well. Uh, you know, the play that um, – uh, you know, there was a, a play early in the game where um, we, you know, we got the ball um, outside on the screen, and, you know, he – rushed the passer and then turned and um, made the play on, uh, I think it was on Stevenson, um, all the way on the sideline for about a four or five yard gain. And um, so those, those are the kind of plays that, you know, you you don't expect defensive tackles to, you know, to make, um, you know, all, all the way across the field and, um and so I think, you know, when you look at the the effort and the it was a it was a swing pass to Ramondre and and uh you know we kinda had some space outside there and you know here comes a defensive tackle from you know thirty yards away, um, you know, making a tackle for a five yard gain on the sideline. So you look at the pass rush, you look at the run defense, you look at the inline play, and then you see plays like that, and uh that's really you know, I think a good example of his versatility, um, but he has a lot of power. He's a very aggressive player that penetrates the line of scrimmage, gets into the backfield, causes disruption. It isn't always him making the play, but, you know, certainly Mosley, you know, and his, uh, whatever it was, 15 tackles that, that Mosley had yesterday were um, some of those certainly helped by the guys playing in front of him, particularly Williams. So he's a, he's a, he's a tough player. Good player. It's a good defense. So, Bill, you guys uh, face the Indianapolis Colts next week. Uh, have you started doing any research, or do you know much about uh, Sam Ellinger, who's only going to make his second start of the season uh, against you guys next week? Yeah, we're on a short week against the Jets, so uh, all, our, all my time, all our time, really, is put into that game. And we'll turn the page today and start getting ready for the Colts here this afternoon. 
All right, Bill, congratulations on number 325. Quite, yes. quite an achievement for you, and thanks for taking the time this morning as always, and we'll talk to you next Monday. All right, great. Sounds good. Have a good week. All right, there's Bill Belichick.